Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Talk About It Tuesday. I'm your host, Malin. And I'm also your host, Jamie. And today's article is kind of, uh, I'm going to say it's a mystery, and I say that with a question mark. Um, Jamie, do you want to you want to dive into what we have today? I do. Okay, so this is probably our first, I think this is our first episode with two articles, because we started, uh, you had sent this one last week. Um, we have had this horrible cold snap of weather um, and sent this article as it kind of related to the weather. And then we had a, an update that was posted today, right? Uh, yesterday it was, uh, it was, it was posted on the 31st. I will say this is our first article where it's not just informational. There's a little bit of unknown to it, which I thought was kind of cool. Intrigue. Who done it? Yes. So we're, we're kind of bringing you two articles. So I'll start with the first one. So, okay. The original article was posted January 22nd um, by Fox News. And the headline reads, three Kansas City chief fans found frozen outside home of a friend who had no knowledge of their death says their lawyer. So um, in this article, it just kind of runs down that in Kansas City, there was a guy who had a a football watching party. He had his friends over. um, And at the time, in this article, it really only talks about the three friends who who died. They froze to death in the backyard. Um, They found these guys were all 37, 36, 37, and 38 years old. The police chief explicitly said, we are not investing this, investigating this for foul play. We don't suspect that there, you know, that this was intentional um, and they're waiting on toxicology and things like that right now. Um, at the time, it was pretty unclear whether alcohol or drugs were involved in the death um, and they really had no idea the neighbors didn't even know that this had happened. They, they had people who had passed away in the backyard across the street. And nobody knew. And I think that's really interesting because I, I don't know in my mind and I, I hear how they died. They died from freezing to death. Right. I don't know what that sounds like, but I, when I read that part of the article, I was like, what do you mean you didn't hear anything? Like where there was no yelling, there was no moaning, there was nothing. And that's it just that's what kind of hit me. I was like, I don't know what kind of sound I was expecting, but I was expecting something to be back there, mm-hmm. like some sort of noise. I mean, the way this article kind of reads, it's like these three men went outside to leave and just lay down quietly and died. And that doesn't seem right either. Well, and there's a couple of pieces in here that kind of raises some suspicion, right? So these there's two cars parked, two of his friends' cars were parked out in front of the house. Um, and according to him, that's not unusual. That could happen. Um, he wasn't responding to messages from loved ones of these, of these three guys, um, kind of feels a little evasive. Um, and so there was, I, I think there's, it, it's not unconceivable that there, that there's some suspicion, right. Um, with those kind of things. Yeah. So I got to jump in here because I can't be quiet. So the (laughs) guy, the homeowner getting text message after text message, the one of the, I think it's one of the fiancés of one of the men that were over there did a welfare check. She literally had to, after banking on the doors and stuff, broke a window, was yelling into the house. It was something like 10 minutes after that, I think the, the police arrived and then he comes out of his bedroom nonchalant, I think is what the article says. 
So you have people trying to reach him for two days. He had seen some things on social media, I think, that they were looking for his friends. And never one time did he reach out to anybody, check up on his friends, go answer the door, nothing until the Mm -hmm. police showed up. I'm sorry, but that just reeks of suspicion. Well, and then that bridges us over to the second article. Um, This one was posted uh, yesterday. 3.03 3.03 p.m. Um, and it is it comes to us from the New York Post. The headline on the second article reads, Kansas City Chief fan, Chiefs fan who hosted watch party where three friends froze to death, froze to death, checks into rehab. So this article kind of talks about what has happened since this happened, right? There was no comment from him. They weren't even releasing his name in that first article because there had been no charges. So this one reveals his name as Jordan Willis age 38. Um, and his, his loved ones say that he's facing his addiction head on. So at this point, um, we know now that when the police showed up at his door, he was in his underwear and had a, had a wine glass in his hand. Um, and that's how they found him. He has since moved all of his belongings out of the home. He was a renter, um, moved all of his belongings out of the home, put them in storage and has checked himself into rehab. Um, his three friends, they've now listed their names. Um, they, they are still waiting on toxicology reports. They're not sure what happened, but we find out that there was a fifth friend who was there who left earlier that evening. Um, and he left around 11 PM that night. So he's alleging that, uh, there was that he had sent some text messages to some friends about drug use in the home. Um, there's some neighbors that saw them bring in, um, bring in two 30 packs of beer. So now we have some confirmation that there was probably some, some drug and alcohol, um, usage happening that evening. They are still not investigating this as a homicide. Uh, they still have not brought any charges against this, this gentleman that, that was renting this home. And, um, you know, the article kind of talks about how this was kind of a wake up call for him, um, to go check himself into rehab and get some help for his problems. Um, the family members of the people who have passed away are, uh, they're, they're pretty upset and they feel like maybe he had something to do with it. They, uh, one, one gentleman is saying, Hey, this isn't adding up. Three of them are gone and this guy lives and now he's in rehab. Another one, um, is also saying like, Hey, he's, he works in the science field and he definitely had something to do with it. Um, so there's all kinds of theories going around and you know, that, that happens in grief. I, you know, I'm not going to, not going to, I don't know, bash on the family members for trying to figure out what happened to their loved ones, but, um, lots of theories going around. So that is the article, the second article. This is like a whole story developing as we speak. So, well, and I'm just going to jump in with my opinion on all this. So, um, in the second article, when they talked about how he packed up all of his belongings, put him in storage, went into rehab, I'm like, first thing that came to mind, I'm like, well, isn't that convenient? Right? Like, I don't know how many times when I was renting, I could just pick up and move in the you know course of like 12 hours, <laughs> two weeks, a month. I, I, it's not that easy that I'd just be able to pack up and put everything in storage and go into rehab. 
Um, some other holes that I have within this story, and again, I know I'm, I'm working off of just a little bit of the information. So again, I'm trying to remind myself there is probably another side of the story that we are going to hear or that we will never hear all of the details, but exist. But with that being said, you have three grown men who leave the house. Their, their car's parked in the front. They go out the back. So they're in the backyard. You have one who doesn't even make it off the back porch before they find his body there. Then you have two friends that are in the backyard that also perish to the, to the weather. So three people in total dying by freezing to death, one not even going as far as getting off the back porch. That to me is so weird. You know, having one incident of that, okay. Having two starts getting a little, uh, three, that's that's strange that they would all succumb to whatever they're doing, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, at or around the same time and have the same effect on them. That's just that seems very odd to me. See, and I was I was kind I was kind of leaning that way with you. There was enough little like, oh, that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right. Um, until until there's some confirmation and some knowledge that there's probably drugs and alcohol involved. And to me, that kind of changes the whole game. You know, this guy might have gone on a bender. Maybe he was passed out for two days. You know, he wasn't he wasn't in his his right mind. And, um, you know, it was cold and they were exposed to elements, you know what I mean? So, you know, maybe they didn't, maybe they weren't actually leaving. Maybe they were going outside and whooping at the moon. Cause I don't know, because the beer told them to, you know what I'm saying? Like I, it, there's enough there for me to say, yeah, this is probably what happened. This is, this is a more likely scenario now to me than, um, you know, some misdeed on, on the homeowner's part. So, or renter, the renter's part. <laughs> and and I think from a criminal perspective, I think I can, I can get behind that, but I still think there's some responsibility of the, I'll say the, the home owner or the renter, the one who was, who was staying there. I think there's a certain level of responsibility that is on his shoulders when this happens. I don't think that you can kind of turn a blind eye to the fact of the environment that they were in and the fact that they, um, you know, they left and underneath his care or his, his watch, they perished. I think that's something that you'd have to look at. I feel like the tables have turned because I'm about to say something to you that I feel like you've said to me. And that is, we're talking about grown men. I mean, they make their choices and they, uh, unless there's video of this guy shoving drugs down their throat or beer down their throat, I, these, they're, they're all capable of making those choices. I don't, you know, how is it, how is it his responsibility to make sure that they, if he's also impaired, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, because he, he created the environment they were in. Yes. They all have choices, but in my mind, and again, I'm going to preface this as I am not a legal, <laughs> I have no legal right, right. education <laughs> at all. So this is just my own opinion, but I kind of put it underneath the same thing as, um, you have somebody that comes onto your property and, um, they hurt themselves more than not. You're, you're responsible for those injuries as a homeowner. 
I would think the same kind of principle applies to a gentleman who has his friends come over and there's an environment of where there's drugs and alcohol and then there's an accidental death. There's still some liability that's on his shoulders for, for that happening. Um, another, again, I'm, I'm connecting dots that maybe they aren't there. So if you're a, if you're a, a lawyer or a judge or someone in the legal field and I'm way off base, let me know. But also you can have people who are, you know, accomplices to, um, uh, crimes and suddenly their hands could be considered in the eyes of the law, just as dirty as the ones that committed the actual crime. Uh, so again, I'm kind of putting those two pieces together and through the lens, through my lens and looking at this to say from a civil case, I'm sure the family probably does have a leg to stand on and probably can go after him. And, um, I think it's just going to continue to, um, as we get the toxicology report back, as we learn more of events um, that are happening, but it kind of sounds like from a civil case, um, this renter homeowner is probably liable to an extent. Well, and I guess for me, I just keep thinking, uh, I, I imagine he he is probably feeling some pretty heavy moral obligation. You know, it, it, both of these articles... I come away with a pretty clear understanding that these guys were all friends and that this was something that they probably did on a regular basis um, and and got together to watch their team, um, you know, try and get to the Super Bowl. And and there was a tragedy at the end. And so I'm sure um, I'm sure he's got a lot of grief and um, and and stuff to work through at this point, you know, um, cause whether or not he is legally liable, whether or not he can be civilly challenged and, and, um, be responsible for the deaths of his friends, he lost his friends too. And so, um, barring, barring evidence that he is some sort of mass criminal mastermind that has, you know, duped the Kansas city police department also, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose to believe that this guy is, is probably also grieving and suffering, um, along with the families of the, the people that passed away. So, um, sad, sad story around, um, kind of a storybook run for the Kansas city chiefs to the Super Bowl. I'm sure they all probably thought they were getting together to have a good time. Um, it's, it is a sad, I don't know if you can call it an accident though. Like that's what I hate and love about these articles is that it gives you enough that you start speculating. And you're like, Ooh, I want to know more. Cause it, it's intriguing. It's not very, it's not every day that you hear about three healthy grown men and some by the pictures, some of these guys look like they're pretty big guys. Like they're tall and they're they not could just be playing little, football. Yeah. They, <laughs> they're they're they big guys. Huge. Um, but it's not, it's very unusual that you hear three of them underneath the same kind of situation or circumstance succumb to the same ending. It's just, it's all so, so strange. I would love for you to share those, what that article that you found or the information that you found about like um, how long you can be exposed to different temperatures though. Cause I think that for me, that plays a big role into this also, you know, hearing those numbers along with the idea that they were likely intoxicated, um, kind of, kind of, I don't know, it kind of put an actual period on it for me. Yeah. No, yeah. I'll I'll share that. No, um, I I will agree with you. I was thinking, man, how long do they have to sit out there? Cause the article did say, I think it was 30 degree temperature. 
And um, I thought to myself, man, how long would they have been out there for 30 degrees to freeze them to death? I mean, that would have to be a long time. So I did a little a little Googling, and what I found was something that kind of it shocked me. I, I was expecting this to be a lot longer, but um, from 32 to 40 degrees, it can cause death in 30 to 90 minutes. And below 32 degrees, death can occur in as little as 15 to 45 minutes. What was the 40 to 52? Because that was even, I'm like, oh, it was 50 degrees here today. Well, and it, it could have killed that, me. Well, and that's what I'm like, I want to be careful because again, I, I'm looking at these articles and I'm like, I've been outside in 50 degree weather and I think I could have, yeah, would I have gotten cold? Yeah. But would I have froze to death? It's not even below freezing. But again, according to the article, if the, the degrees are 40 to 50 degrees, death can cause, or it can cause death in one to three hours. Now, I'm assuming behind the word can, there's probably a lot of uh, situations that have to be just right, because at that temperature, I don't know how you'd freeze if you're, if it's not even below freezing, but that's, that's what this article said. That was, I don't know. That's just interesting to me. And it does, I, I don't know, for me, that kind of clarified some things about this situation that, you know, if they were intoxicated and their internal organs weren't working super great anyway, um, you know, maybe that, that was a contributing factor. I guess we'll, we'll find out. Time will tell. Possibly we'll find out because who knows if this will land on our algorithms again. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll know after the toxicology comes back and the autopsies are done. Now I'm invested. So we may not talk about it here again, but I'm sure we're going to follow the story because now I, I'm invested and I need to know. I was going to say, you can share that with me too, because I would totally, <laughs> I, I want to know also now. <laughs> now watch, this guy is a mastermind and he is in the science field. And what happens if he like injected them with something? If it gets really scandalous, we'll definitely bring it back. Like I've said before, anything is possible. Um, it's just a matter of whether it's probable or not. So I, I yeah, could so be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, as probable as three healthy men just dying and succumbing in the same fashion. Um, anyways. In 30 degree weather with lots of substances in their bodies. Anyways. <laughs> um, I think that's kind of it for us. Uh, thank you for recapping. I know it was a little bit different because we had two different articles. We will make sure both articles are listed in our show notes so you can kind of see the original that Jamie was talking about, as well as the update that was also printed on January 31st of 2024. So... Uh, with that, uh, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed this uh, Talk About It Tuesday. We will see you next week with a whole new article and a brand new set of opinions. Don't forget to check in with us on Thursday too for a regular episode of Roundtable Mindset. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye everyone.